0: Hey, it's Lucas, and this is a great episode with Sticks from Liquid Death. Unfortunately, we had a little bit of an issue uploading the audio, so we lost it. The episode cuts out about 22 minutes through. It was um, a question we were talking about merch and their philosophies there that unfortunately got cut. So that's why the ending is abrupt. But the first 22 minutes that we recorded are fire. So enjoy this episode. Welcome to Bricks and Clicks. I'm Lucas Walker of the Rolled Up Podcast Network. Joining us is the Vice President of Cult Indoctrination over at Liquid Death. You may have heard of them recently from their Super Bowl ad or seeing that they raised a ton of money in their Series C. Styx is going to be talking to Johnny and Colin of Omnium. And now your hosts, Johnny Valoriat and Colin Davidson.
1: Thanks, Lucas. Um, and thanks, Sticks, so much for joining us here today. Yeah, we're really, really looking forward to this conversation. It's a great time and coming off the Super Bowl ad. So um, can't wait to talk and dive into it.
2: Well, thanks for having me.
1: Appreciate it. And so first thing sticks. First question I had actually sticks. Uh, your title is, is uh, unique and um, your company name also Liquid Death is pretty unique. So I was wondering if you could give us just a little background on what the VP of Cult Indoctrination does at Liquid Death.
2: Honestly, it's, it, I'm scared. It's like, so, <laughs> no, no, it, 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 it's, it's like crack dealing. First sample is free. Honestly, my focus, I, I'll just dumb it down for you guys. I, it, it, my focus is getting cans in hands. I mean, at the end of the day, I, do, I don't care if you're elderly or you're a toddler, everyone needs water. And I think that the longest mm-hmm. time, no one's really paid that much attention to it. And it's been hard. I mean, a lot of adults, probably any of us on this right now, don't probably drink enough water. And my job is to literally. Mm-hmm. Get the brand in the hands of consumers, and whatever using my team, using my connections, my network, my basically my experience, and that's it. And it's made, I know once people try it, our product they're going to be hooked. They will because like, we're a premium brand. It's not just smoke and mirrors. So that's essentially it. It's like get people to join our cult. You know that's why we have you can sell you can actually sell your soul to us, and there's benefits to that. So that we provide.
3: Yeah, I, I joined the cult yesterday. I went in to my local Whole Foods brand new one in San Francisco and found both your products on the shelf. Um, and I had the sparkling one first. And I was amazed when I op- cracked it open. I thought it would just be like water. But the the feel was very different. Like, I mean, we drink a lot of seltzer water in the office in the smaller cans, but drinking out of the tall boy, having the sparkler water, it was awesome. And I just enjoyed it. It almost felt like I was drinking a beer sitting in the sun at a baseball game. So I, I was impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the cult now.
2: Well, you, cool. you, do, you do realize all of what you just said is music to my ears because at the end of the day, I mean, if you look at our can, I mean, from a distance, it looks like a shitty energy drink or a beer, but at the end of the day, people who are sober or on the wagon or designated drivers, there's a psychology there with someone being at a bar and you've got this can in your hand standing there versus having a glass of lime in it. You feel a little bit part of the group and you feel it like as a refreshing bar. The other thing is we don't purposely put as much CO2 in there. Unlike some of the other seltzers that are out there. A little harder for people to chug. And I've heard especially women say that they love it's just the right amount of carbonation. So a lot of this you live and learn, and I'm not saying that was set out like, mm. hey, we're gonna be a placebo for people who don't drink, but that's what turned into. And then also you've got young kids who are have this can in their hand and they just they, they feel like they're doing something mm. naughty and but they want to drink water. So I've had parents come to me and say, Because of you, my child wants to hydrate. Like that's like win 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 for everybody, right? So that's funny you say that about it. you feel like you yeah. beer.
1: I also quit drinking within the last few years. And yeah, one of the weirdest things is going into a bar and trying to figure out what to do with your hands. It's it's, uh, it's difficult. And like, yeah, sparkling water was usually the answer, but it's not in a can. So it still feels a little weird. And you mentioned energy
3: drinks. Another story I was thinking about and getting ready for this pod is one of our good friends, they play in the band, the Dirty Nil. They do our theme song, our intro song. But a couple of years shout ago, out. they were, yeah, shout out to Luke. Hey Luke, um they were touring on the warp tour. So I don't know if you remember the warp tour or know about the warp tour, but they would say they were given every day a twelve pack of monster energy cans, but they were filled with water. And so that's what they'd be drinking on stage while they were performing and and going through their show and in between breaks. And so all the kids thought they were drinking energy drinks like nonstop, but really they were just drinking water in a in a monster energy can. So I, that was kind of the marketing too I was picking up and, and and doing some research around liquid death.
2: That that I I give all the props in the world to Monster for that. Um, I have some friends who are musicians, yeah. that are sponsored by Monster. I used to work on a Warp work tour back like 20 years ago before the, before I was at Red Bull. I, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. saw it, but I, I was one of the first yeah. sports market managers at Red Bull, but the tour water idea is amazing because it did make kids think that these guys are playing a parking lot in Cleveland at four, four o'clock on a July day, or they're dying and they're slugging down these tour waters, yeah. which is essentially just water they're drawing from the production exactly. process. So it's not anything they can sell. That's a whole other story about what, what you have to go through to actually sell water in cans, but that was brilliant. So these kids are seeing these guys and girls slugging down monsters when it's 100% humidity. It's not. It's, it's not a good looking that way because people, you can't hydrate on energy drink. Yeah. You know, you've mm-hmm. got to have some water in there. So I've heard that no many way. times. But I've also heard that the water didn't taste very good. But it, it was survival at that point. It wasn't. I you know do it, but yeah, it was brilliant exactly. on Monster's part. I, I hand it to him. I've heard that story many times.
1: Yeah, and based on uh, I've I visited them when they were playing in uh, in San Francisco when they are on the Warp tour, and it is very much survival on that whole tour. So I'm not I'm not surprised to hear you say that. Uh, oh, it's a struggle. Well, that yeah, that's super helpful, and I, I love I love the direction that you guys are taking, how you're thinking about that with the cult indoctrinate indoctrination. It's really great. Well, more recently, you guys ran that Super Bowl ad. Super exciting, I'm I'm sure, at headquarters there when that ran. We had kind of a few different questions around that. and The first ones were, we really wanted to know kind of what your take is on why you guys run a Super Bowl ad. Like, what were the goals you had when you decided to run it? Also, uh, the timing, like this year versus next year, right? Why was it a this year decision versus, say, last year or next year?
2: It it was frankly a surprise to me, but Mike Cesario... Essentially, my boss, the founder, who brought me in when it was just six of us. The guy's obviously very, very talented. He's a creative. You know, that's really what his background is. And it was like, we're going for it. It's funny because the the marketing that we do, it it may seem like we have these huge budgets and we don't. But the flip side is, it was just Mm -hmm. the trajectory you're on right now, which is insane. It was kind of looking at like, you know, why wait? I mean, even some of the collaborations. I mean, I'd started Mm -hmm. my career as a snowboard boot developer. So I have this background in production, timeline, raw material. Even collaborations I want to do with a certain brand, like you know, I did a capita snowboard last year. I don't. We've got another something dropping next week. I'll, well, you'll see. And we just can't wait till 2024 to do that. Like we, we need to act. We need to act now. Yeah. People are getting hungry. The momentum is building. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And I've been a part of not only when Rebel first started, but I also was at the re, you know part of the resurgence of Pass Blue Rhythm. And this is even crazier than that. And it's, it's mm. fun to be on this ride. The cool thing is I kind of been here before. So it's not like there's any panic. It's just, it's just a lot of yeah. catching lightning and bottle right now. And fortunately, I have been there and Mike's given me the opportunity to build a team. It's very, very eclectic. I have the most amazing group around me. I've taken a totally different approach too, where I've hired people who aren't even from the beverage business at all. And it's working. It's paying off in spades. So we, on the sales side, we have an amazing yeah. Yeah. just sales murderers who do have that background. You need that, who have the relationships with the distributors or the C stores, meaning convenience. We have to have those people, right? But I'm saying, from a marketing perspective, get fresh eyes on things. So, I mean, our bar gets raised every week at marketing, and that is that can be stressful because you you once you drop something, whether it be a Super Bowl ad or some of the other viral content we've done, then the consumers expect even more. So, and people have a very, very, very short attention span these days to to catch them. You know, so oh, yeah. that's our that's our job, and so it's nonstop. I've never been busier in my life, and I've never been more fulfilled.
3: So, how has the response been the few days following the Super Bowl? What are you hearing? How is it being received? How is it just keeping that momentum going? I mean, it seems very exciting. So, I'm sure it's going to put the accelerator on things. How's 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 your week been? I guess
2: it's bananas. Like I, it, 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 it's twofold. Yeah, one, I'm getting a lot of people that are parents saying that, "Oh my god, my kids! That was the greatest commercial. Where can I get it? Where can I get it? <laughs> The big thing is educating consumers on where they can find us, and we're also to answer your question earlier about the ad we have a lot broader distribution now between our partners not only like a gold pop of the world but target walmart routes whole foods Publix in florida like we're gaining ground speedway people can find us more readily now it used to be just mainly like whole foods amazon etc so that part has been brand awareness but also we got a lot of crappy stuff going on in the world right now and i love the fact i, I made some people or we made some people smile you know, we just we it, everyone takes themselves too seriously. It's just yeah. there's some icky icky news right now going on around the world, and with pandemic, all these things oh, if yeah. we can help that and then do it in a healthy way. Because I think, you guys, you tell me, name a natural a company like a brand that's really good for you. That's cool, seriously. Name one. Like that's something. What whether it be a natural bar or a drink, everything, all the brands that are not as, you know not good for you have the most fun. Think about that. Whether it's an energy drink, Skittles, Doritos, whatever. Think about it. The other ones get all the fun, get all the stuff. But it's horrible. So that, that part two to get all, yeah, the, I mean, all, the, all the big games, Super yeah. Bowl
3: commercials, right? It's like PepsiCo and yeah, I mean, all the big Super Bowl commercials they're spending on Doritos, Pepsi, beer, Budweiser, all that. So that's they get, They're they spending a lot of money, right? To drive that excitement. And I mean, they're fun brands to sell and you can also consume, right? They're our favorite brands.
2: Yeah. No, and, I, and listen, I was a Red Bull alumni. They're like family to me I learned a ton there. I, they're great. I was, I mean, I was just having mm-hmm. one. Like my, That's my coffee. But you know, the flip side is we're backing it up in the way that we're, we're really pointing to the polluters too. That's the plastic, That's liquid death. Like I didn't realize, and I'm ashamed to say so, how bad the plastic problem in our earth is, how I was with liquid death and really dug deep. And we donate a portion of our proceeds every month to cleaning up the oceans. We've got three partners, two of which focus on cleaning up the oceans of plastic. Awesome. It's a drop in the bucket, but we're doing it and we, we stand out. So we're putting our money where our mouth is. And what you guys hear about these, oh, we're recycling this plastic, that's all baloney, the, the plastic stuff. I mean, I think it's ten percent of the plastic in the last forty years has been yeah. recycled. It's 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 basically a cover up. I mean, until one someone calls out the big soda companies, they're gonna claim all day long, even these water companies we claim this greenwashing, whatever. No. Like meanwhile, 77 percent of the aluminum since the turn of the century has been recycled. That's how recyclable aluminum is. So we've done our homework here. We're gonna we knew they're gonna have people come yeah. out try to find a chicken our we knew that, but we're doing what we can a little bit. And we're hydrating people in the same time and having fun, God, man, the world's not doing enough of that. We're having yeah. fun.
1: I didn't even realize the aluminum angle until I, I kind of started reading more about you guys and looking on the website and seeing that education there. So, uh, outside of all the other benefits we talked about, the fact that, that it is so much better for the environment is just, is awesome. Just one more, uh, cherry on the Sunday. And so it sounds like things are going incredibly well and you kind of compared the growth to your previous lives at, at red bull. And it's even crazier here. I'm wondering what challenges is, is that bringing? Like, What are the things that are keeping you guys up at night as you see these crazy growth numbers and there's got to be all this demand out there you have to fill? What are the big struggles for you guys right now?
2: Honestly, it's it's making sure we're servicing our accounts because if you guys have any, you know, it sounds like you do have background in the CBG space. Real estate's everything, right? Yeah. And you lose that shelf space. Yeah. If something doesn't get delivered, something you, you, good luck getting back. to our ears. Yeah. Yeah. As soon, as soon as you lose that eye level and you're down the bottom, you're going to feel it. So it's just we wanted to make sure that we had done our due diligence and made sure that we are prepared to service all of these major accounts, which we did. We've been running in overtime. So that would be the big one if, if making sure that we're staying on it. And the other part is, too, you know, we've got such amazing momentum that I'm not saying every single thing we post or do is, is a hit, but you, you start raising this bar. And the expectation for the consumer is that much because again, I said it earlier, attention spans are so short now. You only have a minute window to catch someone and then they're mm-hmm. hooked. And I, I'd like to think that when I hear my friends say, Oh, I saw your ad. Oh boy. I played around as you said on our website. Or if you look through our social posts on Instagram mm-hmm. and TikTok, you'll get a, you'll get a real big feel of what, how we do things. But I think that we started this. And now we got to see it through. It's not like we do a flash in the pan. One thing that'll catch consumers. We're constantly having to push ourselves over here, and that's you know, when it comes to creative, as you guys know, you're either creative or you aren't. You can't force that. We're fortunate we have a lot of yeah. it's not cooks in the kitchen here, but we have a lot of people throwing their two cents in, and we, we come away with some pretty funny stuff every week.
3: I love I love that you use the language real estate to talk about shelf space we probably use that word all the time when we work with our brands and probably on prior episodes of this podcast, and that's the most valuable spot. And so when we work with the brands that we work with, we always talk about distribution as the number one. Hey, where are you going? How do you get more doors? How do you maintain your current shelf space or your current real estate? And then what can you do to sort of get more out of each spot you have? And so I I love that you're using that language because we don't hear that a lot, to be honest. We work with various brands. They're not thinking about it that way, but you got to be on the shelf to sell. I mean, that's just, that's the, That's how it works, right? That's how the industry works. The consumer's not gonna pick your item off the shelf if it's not there. And so we're probably almost every single one of the brands we're working with right now is struggling with PA issues. That's the biggest headache across the board right now is not being able to fill demand. And so it's great that you're handling it right now because once you start cutting orders and going down that path, it gets really dicey, right? Like your customers, your retailers, they want to know how much product can I get? If I ask for 10,000 cases, they're expecting 10,000 cases. And if you give them 6,000, that's going to cause issues. So it's really good to hear that you're handling that internally because it's a big problem well, in the industry right now.
2: Mm-hmm. We, we have an amazing logistics group. So case in point, you know, yeah. I don't have... I know, I know, having a Super Bowl ad kind of blows this out of the water, but I, I don't have these massive, budgets. I just don't. But case in point, I also know that ninety-nine percent of events out there need water. So I'll give you an example. I last year sponsored Spartan Race, fifty thousand cans. Okay, you guys do the math on that, right? Like with the cost for freight and the weight of a pallet. Okay, that's eighteen hundred forty-eight cans per pallet. I've got to get all around the country logistically. But there's no way I was going to commit to that till I talked to logistics and we mapped out what are our orders, what's coming through, can I commit to this? And that, and we did. We made it work. And I'm I'm in touch with a bunch of a bunch of, I mean, pretty much every event, major event that's going on, whether it be Comic Con, Coachella, Fashion Week, New York City, X Games, I have us there. I'm just not paying to be there. That's the difference. But like ESPN, they have X games and Aspen. They ban some use plastics. So my agreement with them is I'll give you pals, You can sell it. I don't care. But the beauty of it is I got cans all over the venue. No one's buying Monster, even though they paid six figures to be there. So I, I not my first rodeo. I backdoor everything. And uh, because yeah. to me, and you guys can appreciate this, and this goes out to all the people out there who, who fish for who account executives, where don't send these decks out that are just boilerplate and you haven't given any thought to the brand you're trying to pitch. And that's what kills me. People don't do any research on liquid death. And they sent, one woman actually sent me a deck. And it had a competitor water. She forgot to put our name in there. And I just completely blew her up. I hung her to dry <laughs> and I said, Hey, I'm just doing you a favor here, but this is like downright lazy. This is like, and not to mention all this bullet points you're mentioning don't even speak to us. It's not what we do. I don't care about logo. I don't care about on site activation. I don't care. What I care about is cans in hand. End of story. Okay. I don't, I'm not going to have us standing around handing out cans like your industry coin. No, I mean that's their playbook and that's fine. But we're going to, but it's much more credible, like you warped for if the staff production, whatever they're handing it out. That's cool. But to have us stand in your head to toe and liquid death stuff, no way. I'll never let that happen, ever. But, yeah. But, yeah.
3: So, so talk to us a little bit about trade marketing and how you work with the sales team. So I'll give you a little bit of background about Colin and myself. We, at Omnium, the company that we founded, that's where we work with. We work really closely with the sales teams, help them to get the most out of their trade dollars, the trade dollars you spend with your customer, your retailers, driving in-store promotions, buying distribution, impacting your price. How do you, as the marketing side? How do you work with your sales team to help give the best story when they go and talk to a new retailer or build their annual plan for joint business planning? Can you add, talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Well, I, I honestly, it, it, it's on me to let the sales know. And I, I'm in touch with our CRO, Chief Revenue Guy, who, who actually we crossed paths at Red Bull. I think we we're two ships passing the night, who oversees all that. And it's like, okay, what markets oh, great. are key, where we have our biggest, distribu- our biggest distribution uh, or key retailers, yeah. And what I'll do is if there's a major event going on, let's use South by Southwest, for example, how can I help? Look, I will let them know all the events we're part of, if they want to bring a customer to that. If you want to know, it's not so much, we're going to all of a sudden do an MCAP display. Oh, it's like if we're going to do it, it's going to be super mm-hmm. funny. Like we're going to do it, but we're not set up to just all of a sudden we're going to be doing, doing all these big displays. Now there are displays happening at like the Whole Foods of the world and whatnot, but it's case by case basis, sure. no pun intended, depending on what I've got going on. So like we just signed a distributor in New York City. I have so much stuff that'll be happening in New York there that we could be Fashion Week in New York City. Oh God, because we have a partnership with Live Nation. So any of those Rolling Loud that comes to town, mm. any of that stuff, we'll make wow. sure we loop in sales. And in every instance, it's different. Every city, every retailer is different. Some are a little more conservative. Like some of the things we do, publics Publix down in Florida, they're a little more conservative. They've got a lot of older demographic down there, you know. So we couldn't have like you okay. know, we had, as you probably saw, we hired a witch to cast a spell for the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But yeah. anyway, it I don't think they'd be super pumped to know about witches down in you know what I mean. So there's certain things where we're not going to really push it super hard yeah. in certain. with certain just like distributor partners, if you will, or retail partners, if that makes sense. That answers your question.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love hearing like the things you're doing for marketing aren't just like a billboard out there or like a demoing program, you said you're actually turning into an event that you can bring your buyers to and actually get the buyers engaged. And I love to hear that getting that cross-pollination between the marketing and the sales side and kind of gets everyone working on the same page. Like, yeah, we eventually got to get through a buyer here. That's who we're selling to, right? And so it's cool that your marketing does both of those things and speaks to the consumer. And also you really get to use it to speak to the buyers. Huge fan of that. So commend you on uh, how you guys have been approaching that. Thank you. Um, so I got a question. I don't know I don't know if you're going to ha- have all the answers to this, but you guys raised a large chunk of change there very recently, $75 million more to expand, expand the brand. I know where a little bit of it went. I presume it went to the, the Super Bowl ad, but what else are you guys doing with that? Like, What are you guys focusing on now that you have the means to uh, invest in yourselves? Where does that money go?
2: You know, honestly, if you look on our website, where, on our careers, whatever is there, it's been shoring up our sales side. I mean, mm-hmm. we're hiring a lot of field sales managers, yeah. and we just, again, the the, the thing that's I right. used earlier it's boots on the ground. We just need they need them out there, mm-hmm. and that's been a big push, you know, is, is expanding the sales side, and we just need it. We have to in these cities and major markets, because we're pretty we're still a pretty small crew, all things considered, but it's building our team. I mean, we just, up until last year, didn't have a CFO, you know what I mean? Things like that. So none of these, you know, as you can imagine, bringing on full-time employees is not cheap when you add everything up. So that's been yeah. the big part yep. of it, and obviously- pushing it, it's we keep a lot of it in-house but even some of the production and some of the stuff you're, you'll be seeing in the next couple months coming out to produce some of these spots or things that we're doing are not cheap either. but it's essentially if you if, if you look at a careers yeah, page yeah. of our website you'll see that there's field sales manager jobs open around the US and you, if you saw the, the timing of everything all these positions opened up we could finally hire in these different markets.
3: That's great to hear. Because I think a couple episodes ago, Colin and I, or Lucas asked <laughs> us that question. Hey, if you guys raised $50 million, what would you do if you were a CPG company? And I think one of our first answers was build out my sales team. And just so you can start expanding and having that coverage in retail, going into stores, talking to buyers and opening up new accounts. Because that's the key. I mean, it, you guys are following this awesome path where it's D to C, you start online, right? And then you start branching into brick and mortar. You need to get into brick and mortar. If you want to become this big brand, you got to be in the grocery stores and become a national brand there. So um, that's awesome that you're doing that. Very mm-hmm. cool.
1: It's so it's great to hear sticks that like you guys kind of in this magical spot, you got it all go The brand is firing. You're in that, um, that zone with retailers where they're wanting to talk to you and, uh, and you've got this team that just has the, From everything we've heard today, it sounds like there's a wealth of experience and you guys are making all the, all the right decisions. So I know I'm going to be, I'm really excited to watch where you guys go in the next couple of years here. And, uh, thank you so much for your time here today. I really enjoyed hearing about the brand and about the Super Bowl ad and, uh, about what cult indoctrination means for liquid death. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks Dix. Appreciate the time. I know you got a lot going on, have
3: fun with your kids this weekend.
0: That music means we're up on time. Don't forget to subscribe and murder your thirst. If you want to try Liquid Death, head over to liquiddeath.com. Also available in Canada, liquiddeath.ca. And as you heard, available at your local grocer. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, don't forget to subscribe and stay hydrated. we on your sleeve.